Welcome back to the Mando Show, weekly podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. This week we review Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. Bounty Hunters. To the right of me is Derek Alvarado, father to tattoo artist and Star Wars Night for Life. Sitting across from me as the usual, Chad the Mandalorian, our resident man. And I'm going to throw this in real quick. A lot of podcasts have been popping up over the show. And Joe brought it to my attention. Thank you, Joe. Of course. we're the only ones with the actual Mandalorian on it. Ooh, boom. Bam. Anyway. Wow. Inside knowledge. Yep. There you go. And then to the left of me. Is Joey, uh, want to be Mandalorian someday, and just lifelong Star Wars fan, even of the prequels and The Last Jedi. Bold All right, so get out. Uh, get out. Get out. I'm taking my sound stuff. <laughs> I applaud you. Oh, all you got to take is a laptop. Okay, I get no, anyway. Um, but anyway, here we are. We are now on Chapter 5, The Gun. Beyond the halfway point. Right, and now uh, there are a few things before we get into the kind of episode breakdown, um, Joe made the comment before that he felt we are going to get a kind of a tale of two stories halfway through. Are we getting there? What do we think? Are we continuing? Or are we morphing? What do we, what do we think? I still think that. I think this episode was probably the last one that was filmed of the season because I remember there was no, there were only, Dave Filoni was only tagged to one episode originally. So then he comes up with this one. Then uh, Ming Na Wen was a late time mm-hmm. addition, mm-hmm. and she was in this episode. Mm-hmm. We'll bring that up later. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be bridging the gaps still, possibly between two storylines still with uh, Moff Gideon and that whole imp- what's left of the Empire probably coming mm-hmm. back. But yeah. who knows? This this show has been knocking us and everybody for loops the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I mean that would make sense because when the episode was over, I felt very unfulfilled and like pick this one right out of the weeds like this is a filler episode like mm-hmm. this is to which kind of irked me because you're only making us eight episodes what do you need a filler this is this would be the second filler episode out of five because episode two didn't really the big like the big reveal from episode two was that tiny is force sensitive mm-hmm. which they could have shown in a second of, ep- of a different episode so it's like if you're only giving us eight episodes, I expect it to be more story-driven and not have these just filler episodes that you could do or okay. do with or do without. Because you don't see that in, like, Stranger Things. Every episode's very story-driven mm-hmm. and story-centric. And two and five could be just throwaways. They don't really lead to the story. We already knew he was being hunted, so mm-hmm. didn't bring anything new. Derek, any thoughts? I think I'm going to wait on... Seeing what all eight ep- episodes bring to the table before yeah. passing full judgment on them, but I feel uh, I, I do feel like this episode was a little bit of a filler episode, mostly mm. because I was just really irritated with the the one character. Trust fund bounty hunters. Oh, yeah, we'll, so, we'll get there. Yeah, so irritating. Yep. And then um, I feel like last episode, other than Cara Dune showing up, I was something that was just a eh, eh, kind of a situation. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think Chapter 2 is so much a filler episode like Chad feels that way. Um, I think more of the last two have been that. But I you know, I want to see what, what they're building to. There's There's been little little characters here and there that they're dropping in. And, you know, they, they obviously have plans to bring them back, you know. IG-11. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, he has so. as much chance to come back as Ming-No Win, so. <laughs> well, somebody we don't know. Uh, we'll get there. That's what I'm saying. We, we're going to move along here yeah, in a second. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So, um, I, I, I think that they're they're building something that we just can't. Since we don't see it all yet, we don't know what, what's happening. And I'm going to lean more to where you're 
thinking because that's how I think. I think we're 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 building, and we may not know how all the pieces fit yet. So, I do get. I did get the initial uh, on the initial watch going. <sighs> throw away. Filoni did a good job of directing it, but I felt kind of that way. But we even talked at work that even with the first four, there was a consistency, and you could tell the 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 drop off from. Uh, John Favreau writing the first four mm-hmm. episodes, mm-hmm. then Filoni being the solo writer on mm-hmm. this one. Yep. There's a, a slight different You can tone. feel the difference. <clears throat> um, so uh, we're going we're gonna to find out what happens, obviously, and we'll, we'll, we'll see in a few more. Um, and then we'll, we'll give the director, Filoni, uh, of this episode, and you can definitely tell it was him. Um, he has his way with angsty, mm-hmm. teen-driven storylines. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. He still has a vision. Clone Wars, yeah. Rebels, Resistance, every story he's written has really had a strong revolution around a teenage immature character who mm-hmm. bites off more than they can chew. Yep. But this one's different. A little. Well. well That's how I would see that I character can, we're going to get to. I can, I can see your point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, then with that, we're going to kind of go into our breakdown. Now, we're going to open with... Derek's favorite scene, so I'll let him take it away. Opening scene. It's a black screen, and all you hear is laser fire, laser fire, laser fire. Choop, and, choop, uh, choop. We get to see the Razorback. Or Razorbacks are really <laughs> wow. impressed. Yeah. Wow. Championship weekend. I need, wow. I, need, I need more coffee. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see the Dewcrest later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that, that thing was awesome. Yep. Anyway, all right. So, uh... Yeah, Mandalorian is in a dogfight. Uh, somebody else has gotten the drop on him, apparently, and is just blasting away, blasting away. So we can see that the uh, Razor Crest is, is, can take some hits because it's getting shot up, and he's flying around in some of your uh, basic uh, dogfighting space, dogfighting things that you ever see. And uh, the other bounty hunter is talking smack mm-hmm. over the, the open channel, apparently. And um, so... You know, um, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more. He did have a nice little break maneuver where he finally uh, ends the fight after the guy delivers the Mandalorian his own line about bringing him in cold or warm or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it was kind of, I felt it was a little bit cheesy, but, you know, a little bit on the campy side. Mm-hmm. Uh, for That's my side. line. But yeah. <laughs> when he finally when he finally pulls a break maneuver on him, uh, lets him do, lets the... Uh, the Top Gun. The other, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lets him fly by. Tells him that's my line, and then blasts him. And then you get to see that completely inappropriate guy screaming. His mask is suddenly off, and he's screaming. Ah! <laughs> you know, like, his mask was on a second ago. When I would get a I, chance to pull that off to scream in the middle of his explosion. Nah, I would have per- preferred a Wilhelm in that one. Yeah, <laughs> still waiting for it. I know, me too. But anyway, yeah. So, anyways, and then uh, next thing you know, he's pulling up on a planet and. Yeah, and then, then I will I will jump in because that was kind of my cool part. I enjoyed that because we got we we talked a lot about how we're on planets we don't know, and here we go. He's flying in them, and you're like, that kind of looks like Tatooine, right? Because that's still that same planet in the distance, exactly. You know, and like. then you hear Mos Eisley Tower. I'm like, oh, finally! Now here we are, going back to original, and we know well. Yeah. yeah, the movies, and we know Tatooine. The and cinematography of that shot of the Razor Crest flying towards the yep. planet, like you just, that is the opening sequence of A New Hope. Yep. The, mm-hmm. You see the Tana 5 being chased yep. by the Imperial Star Destroyer yep. right there. Yep. And this is also where you see Dave Filoni at his best. He does scale, animated, mm-hmm. live action. He mm-hmm. does full scale brilliantly. Yep. And, <clears throat> and that is why it was my favorite part, because we got all the touches of... Um, of the past and then looking with the new character where we are, where we're going. And, you know, he flies over and we have that one shot where we see Mos Eisley and I'm like, yeah. cool. Again, the, the canyon shot, that was where you yeah. saw Ben Kenobi and yep. Luke Skywalker standing yep. when he gives the, you'll never find a greater hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. And how, and I'm sure that was going through all of our minds a second when mm-hmm. you see that pan shot and then he's coming into land, into the bay, and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of the oh, cool man, Falcon coming down or going that's not up. the Falcon. That's not no, the I, no, Falcon it's down. not. But it, reminiscent of oh yeah, you. very yeah. much so. that the upshot. Yeah, yeah. And so then, uh, and then he comes down, lands in the bay, and then what happens? Joe? Pit droids. <laughs> the same. What well, seems like the same three Three Stooges pit droids from mm-hmm. the uh, pod mm-hmm. racing. 
And uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> I just love pit droids. They're, they're just funny. I don't know. They're cute. They're funny. And they're on Mark. And we get introduced to – did we get her name? I don't mm-hmm. know. Pele. 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 But this was, was – her, what's her name? Uh, Amy's a, a comedian. Um, I'll bring it up in a little bit. But doing her best – Ripley impression. Yeah. She looked like Ripley from Alien with the, the same hair and everything. I was going to say, she was, uh, when you see the uh, art at the end and they go over like what they drew the character as, I was like, they did not stick to that design <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Amy Sedaris. But I love when he's walking. Like, the pit droids are all bumbly and stupid and running over to fix the ship, and he walks out and just, boom, one blast. Yeah. No droids. No droids. <laughs> and she's like... Yeah. We'll have to save that line for uh, the after dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't find it right now. I should have pulled this up before. But, no, it's just a cute scene. Then, you know, the headed into the cantina. and Not just. And well, before well, he heads well, into well. the cantina, yeah. he walks out of the hangar bay and you see the streets of we're, Tatooine. We're jumping, though. With lack of CGI to animals mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, but like, we are jumping, though. Okay. We're jumping. One thing. What does he do with Tiny? Hides him in the oh, ship. Yeah. Right. Tiny's sleeping. Locks him. Be- locks him behind yeah. a door where you think he's. He thinks he's gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm thinking. Part of me is when I initially watch it, I'm like, he should know by now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing on that ship is tiny proof. Yeah. And and, and we find out later. It's not tiny proof. Of course. <laughs> But anyway, that one, uh, my initial watch was like, wait, we're going, I don't know where we're going with that, because I, I was annoyed by that to an extent. I'm like, you've gone through all that, and then you're going to lock him in the closet and like, stay here, hope you're, you know, Right, like you've seen that. Jawas rip your ship apart already, and you know there's bounty hunters with fobs looking for it. Do you think they wouldn't be able to rip your ship apart and find them? Mm-hmm. Kind of annoyed by that. I got, and, and upon the further watch, I, I feel a bit better, but mm, no, well, that kind of bugged me. They wouldn't know he's at ta- in, on Tatooine. Well, no, but but as we move forward, yeah, we, we find out that they don't know. But right. yeah, but anyway, that kind of bugged me. Too. Oh, the hair. Yeah. But then and then we'll, we'll we'll move on. Yeah, and as Chad was saying, we're on the Tatooine, and yeah, no, no nothing. No surprisingly uh, empty streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was going to bring up that we're only five years past the Return of the Jedi, and. If you watch the special editions, Tatooine was one of the party cities mm-hmm. when the Empire fell. I mean, you see the Skyhopper going over the streets, mm-hmm. and there's thousands of people in the streets. And now, you know, like you said, the streets are empty. Makes his way into the cantina, which seems like a, a dive bar right now. It's not the live cantina we saw. Yeah. Right. The they Hope. changed their no droids policy because now Literally. they've got droids bartending. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and... Stormtrooper helmets on pikes. Yeah, that was That's the cool visual that we've yeah. seen for a while. Now we got yeah. where where it's that on is on Tatooine. Yeah, um, yeah, like like uh, Joe said and Chad goes into the bar, same bar, right? Am I wrong? I'm guessing yeah. everything looked exactly same good. bar, different booth, but yeah, same bar as a, a New Hope. Pretty much everything you see of Tatooine in this movie is a New Hope Tatooine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think that's where a lot of the criticism to this episode is, is it's like 100% just a nostalgia filler episode. And that that's the criticisms that I've seen, that it's, right. it's too much nostalgia and it's... Too much fan service. It's too much fan service. Hmm. Wow. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I don't know. If, hmm. Do you remember me making a prediction before we even started watching this that people were going to be unhappy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, people are going to complain about, about every single everything. aspect of this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we could make a whole podcast on the complaining. Stuff. Yeah, I'm going to complain about something. Okay, but we'll get there. No, we're we're right there. Go yeah, ahead and complain we're because there. we're 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 right there. He goes to the bar, right? And <laughs> he's, uh, he's looking for looking for work to looking for repair work, the right? ship, right? Um, and then that's when we find out. Oh, the guild isn't hasn't been operating. And then we hear a voice of a guy. What I don't remember what he says. He's uh, like, "Hey, Mando," or yeah, yeah he said, "Speaker," something about. Th- I don't know. You're looking for work or something. Now I yeah. can't even remember what he said. He's, he just bugs me so much. I want to forget <laughs> his lines. That, that character <laughs> was completely off-putting and irritating to watch the entire time. For me, I, I couldn't. I, every interaction with him was like, "How dumb are you? Like, do you, how Very. do you even get what? anywhere near this?" 
My parents paid for me to go to space, Harvard, but I wanted to be a famous bounty hunter, so they gave me a bunch of money to buy new stuff, and now I have to do this huge bounty to... But you can keep all the money. Known, but you can keep all the money because my parents still pay for everything. Exactly. Yeah. Just that's the the gist of his character. Yeah. We we meet Toro. Toro Calican. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will forever. Be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all I could think of was like the candy man, but the Calican can. The Calican <laughs> can. And and basically the guy says, "Hey, I picked up a, you're looking for work. I ha- I picked up a bounty puck." Before he left. And who who does he pick up? The bounty puck for? Fennec. Fennec. And then as, as Joe's Ming-Na's character. Um, and then we're like, okay. And then he asks him, well, how long have you been in the guild? And he's trying to be cocky. Oh, long enough. And he's like, well, you know, and he calls him out right away. Now you're full of crap because if you knew anything, you knew you're not, you don't want this one. She will de- kill you. It's like a death sentence yeah. pretty much. For you to go out there, and then he, then that's when we get the. Oh no, this is my first one, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. not even in the he guild. Gets up and walks away. In the guild, yeah. Mando walks away. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I want nothing to do with it. I'm out. So I said, you can have all the money. I just want to bring her in for the, to, so I can get into the guild. Right. Fortune and glory. Which the glory, not the which fortune. again, it, it, we're get, we keep on getting the. Whenever we get that moment of. Oh, he's a good guy? No, he's driven by money. And that, if anything, we get that again. He's like, okay, well, I need money to fix my ship. I need money. I, I'm, I'm here for money. His drive right now, he's now that tiny's along for the ride. He, I, I, I still feel money, money, money. That is his drive. He's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't changed that as of yet, in my mind. He's adapted and tweaked, but we go back to episode the last episode. Um, and he was trying to offload Tiny. Feel good about it while doing it, but offload him. He wanted to get back to his life, and now here we are again. He's trying to maintain his life now, and that's why this episode is kind of, I don't know if it's a filler yet, because Phil, now we're going to get that, how do I manage Tiny with still being a bounty hunter? But anyway, um, then, then he, ba- yeah, the guy makes him a deal he can't refuse, right? Well, I'll give you all the money. I just want the bounty so I can get into the guild. And he's like, well, he basically agrees, okay, I need to get two speeder bikes. Yep. And then what else? I forgot what uh, that Meet me in 30 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 30 minutes at that and give me the fob. Yeah. Then, then he breaks a fob. It's Smashes it against the wall. I, I remember. I know where we're going. Yep. <laughs> yep. Didn't trust him. He's like, if I give you this fob, you're just going to go steal my bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he heads back to the hangar. Um, walks in razor crest. Well, we we skipped over a scene, right? Um, we came skip- came in pretty quickly after he left the the uh, hangar. Uh, she's the Pele sitting there mm-hmm. playing cards with the droids. Look at her playing Sabacc. It looked like yeah. yeah. There's a scream that comes out of the razor crest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loud sound. That sounded like a loud. Like not didn't sound like, like an animal. Yeah, animal yeah, like, it was yeah. like an ani- yeah, like a loud an animal. animal growl. Yeah, and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> it scared. It scared her enough yeah. that she wanted her blaster. Yeah, like she was like, give me that blaster. Yeah, I don't know what's coming out of that that ship. Right. And then Tiny comes walking down, walking on out, and she's like, what? Force powers. <laughs> May, I don't know. Maybe he pulled the the Kenobi mind trick, yeah. force voice. Yeah, There's anything. A million like ways that. you could go with that one, yeah, but it's. Tiny using the force again. Yeah, in a small way, you know. Um, and then he comes walking out. And and like everybody, oh, my God, he's so cute. Yep. <laughs> Which, man, there's a lot of cute tiny. And, by the way, the merch is hitting now. Disney. Oh, already, already all over it. I know. Amazon, Disney Store, you can get whatever you want. But the 11-inch the, uh, tiny plushies aren't going to be delivered until, like, January, February next year, though. Ooh. Boo. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm going to get my pop, though, my Funko. I'm going to put them right next to my Yoda. I'm going to have <laughs> Tiny and then Yoda. Um, but anyway, um, so then she picks him up, and she kind of goes, you know, tells one of the uh, pit droids, go get him food. And you can see a pit droid going, boy, we feed him. I don't know, something with bones in it. I'm going to go get him food. <laughs> and then she goes, hey, did that, you know, did that Mandalorian leave you alone, all alone in here? And uh-huh. and he's basically like, yeah. And then she goes, ah, oh, bright eyes and whatever. Um, she goes, well, what we're going to do now is I'm going to take care of you, and then I'm going to charge him for it. Yeah. That's what we're going to do, okay? Yeah. 
And, you know, so, again, everybody driven by money, 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 which is that's the way of the world. Um, and, well, then, and, and how much she, like, completely dressed down the, the Razor Crest, too, from the fight it was just in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got all this? Look at this. She just mm-hmm. and Even in a galaxy far, far away, the mechanics still upsell you on everything. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm going to need to change your belt. You oh. need some new wiper blades. I need to rotate. We're getting the old terminal. We're getting carbon scoring. Yeah. We're yeah. Getting- you know, <laughs> in a shootout. Yeah, her, her, the her. the initial my initial thought of that character was like, oh, annoying. But then watching it, I'm like, wait, I actually kind of like her now. Well, yeah. and that's what I was trying because she is an old comedian from like the '90s, '80s, mm-hmm. and she's always I don't know I can't remember her her her, her niche, but she was always kind of not annoying, but just kind of like overly. I can't even explain it right now. So critical, yeah, really critical, yeah. Um, just in your face. But she played yeah, she, it well, though. Right. She did not care that he was a bounty hunter. No, not even a bit. Just like, you need your shit fixed. I'm not impressed by him being not a bounty And we find out later, she knows he's a Mandalorian, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't, didn't even impress her. her or, no, yeah. Didn't care. I mean, yeah, she didn't back down. When he came in and he took that pot shot at her pit drive, and she came back, if you damage it, you're going to pay for it. Didn't care. Didn't yeah. care one bit. And, I got and, two more. And again, I, I, you know, I'm going to touch on this real quick. For the people who are complaining, no women. But every woman we've had on this show now has a speaking role. Strong. Very. Even McNall. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to her. Very strong presence. And I'm like. I think there's a little bit of. And we'll get to that later. But I think there's a little bit of symbolism between Ming-Na's character and the, the young bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And what they kind of represent. But we'll, we'll get to we'll that get there. when I get there. And we're moving. Yeah, we're moving along. Um. We get to him coming back now, and he freaks out because Tiny is not where he put him. And he comes out and um, confronts him. Where is he? Where is he? And, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and she was sleeping, too. She was, fell asleep holding him. Yeah. So she jumps up. I'm awake. Yep, Scares yep. Tiny. He yep. screams again. Yeah. She comes out and yells at him mm-hmm. for waking uh, him up. Wait, I don't know how long it took me to put him in bed. You know. Um, and then, um, so basically the confrontation comes up. Um that, you know, give me the kid and whatnot. And and so then, what am I missing? I well, like well she's like, that. he's like, oh, wait. She goes, you, oh, so you found a job. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Can you watch the kid? And gives her money mm-hmm. to watch him because, you know. No, sudden. no. He gave, he gave her the, the 500 Imperial when he landed. Right away. He said, I'm yeah. going to go get some. I'm yeah. going to go get I'll some. get your money. Yeah. I've only watched this once. Oh, only one? Yeah. Oh, wait, I, didn't, I didn't do it. We'll do it at the end. But anyway. <laughs> um, so then Toro winds up with the... He brings the two suit bikes. He's like, hey. Swoop bikes. Which I enjoy the suit bike. Um, and for those who don't know, suit bikes were first introduced in uh, Shadows of the Empire, mm-hmm. which is the story of how they tracked down Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt after Boba Fett takes him. So it's in between Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi, introduced with a lot of cool new characters if you get the chance to uh, uh, look at the comics because it, it was a book and then they illustrated it and it's a... It's a really good story. This is one of the f- few books I've actually read from cover to cover. Yeah. Loved it. Should be canon. Yeah, it should be. Um, it's all in the past now. But, mm-hmm. like, we've kind of given props to Dave Filoni before. He has no issue picking and choosing what he wants from the expanded universe and bringing it right back into mm-hmm. into the... Uh, well, yeah, they brought in Black Sun to Rebels. Mm-hmm. And they had the Shizor species. And then we, we find him in Black Sun. Yeah, the... The Star Vipers they've they've put in uh, one of the animated shows. It might have been Rebels. Um, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's so. Hmm. So they've definitely pulled from Shadows of the Empire before, but it was cool seeing the swoop bikes because they're like the Harley Davidsons of yep. speeder bikes. Yep. And then, um, so they both jump on, and at that point, um, they they do the whole we're mounting up and. Taking off. Great, great background soundtrack of that scene, too. Um, That is one thing you brought it up, and we haven't mentioned the last couple times, so I'll go here real quick. The music, initially we were kind of worried about or skeptical. That is gone now for me. (laughs) I I was drawn to the music, right? I mean, every time I watch an episode, the the theme stuck in my head for days. I've been walking around work, and and then we got got our our, our friend (laughs) Phil... Um, and we we're like, bum, 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 bum. and he's like up on the ladder and he starts humming. He's like, damn it. Yeah. He's like, it sounds like Rocky. Well, it's the same composer as Creed. So here we yeah. go. 
And then I'm all, I'll be walking around. But like Derek says, there are certain parts that have led up to this that should still have, in my opinion, and probably Derek, the traditional Star Wars themes on certain scenes. But that, everything this else has been a good one to have fit that. perfectly. Yeah, this would have been a good oh, one to have it if it's coming in. Yeah. Oh, we already have enough. <laughs> Might as well keep on going. Um, you know, the, the music does now. Now that we watch it, and I've watched them, I don't know how many times over and over again. Um, and the music with it is great. It's still not the old Star Wars music, mm-hmm. so but it's definitely its own thing, and it's good music. Mm-hmm. Which I said at the beginning, it's not like I thought it was right. bad or anything. It's very good. Very good music goes with it. And we're de- I'm definitely noticing the flow on uh, what parts of the music come in depending mm-hmm. on what's happening on the show. Mm-hmm. So when, mm-hmm. when, when he's definitely has his little heroic moment that the happens theme. or yeah, whatever, his the theme, theme definitely yeah. kicks up in a different way. And you can tell that it's coming in. It's like, oh, this is the big moment that he's you know doing yep. his thing. So um, it's, they're, they're building their own thing for sure, which is what we said at the beginning. But um, still not the old Star Wars sound, but definitely awesome soundtrack for sure. Even Even my son has requested to hear it. When we're driving in the car, he's yeah. like, Dad, can we hear the Mandalorian music? I was like, sure, buddy. So got to throw that in on yeah. Pandora and listen to it. So, so thank you, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, for bringing out episodic Everyone, soundtracks yeah. Friday and, morning. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a quick little um, second to plug another show, uh, the soundtrack show. Um, um, he did a couple of episodes dealing with the Spaghetti Western, which – I grew up with, Derek grew up with, my dad. The host is David Collins. David, David W. Collins. Yeah. Um, and he does bring up the Mandalorian pretty quick. The reason why I bring it up is because he does very well at explaining musical cue. And he brings up the Mandalorian pretty quick. But the Western feel um, for the Spaghetti Western, and then he's like, look at what they're doing over here in the Mandalorian. And he even jokes around like, oh, Manco, the Mando. Oh, I mean Manco. Yeah. Because he's drawing in similarities between the westerns and the show, but um, but anyway, if you guys ever want to yeah, this, go and, depth into and even more than what Udi's yeah. saying, uh, this is probably what, the best podcast for listen for movie music fans and even TV. I mean, mm-hmm. David Collins, he break the way he breaks everything down mm-hmm. is super and he, awesome, and he's done voices for. Uh, Star Wars and plays Storm video Cooper games. And video games. Yeah, he's yeah. done voiceovers for the last like. Uh, so in the new uh, New Hope, the two stormtroopers and the the where Obi Wan turns off the um, mm-hmm. the tractor beam, they're talking about oh the Model T Fort whatever. So in Rogue One, they're the same stormtroopers talking. Oh, I heard that this you know they keep talking you know kind of keeping the joke going and stuff, mm-hmm. and he even did that in Force Awakens. So, yeah. but yeah, sound, soundtrack show great uh, yeah. for okay. movie scores. Yeah. So then moving, we'll move forward from that. Then we, we get that nice thematic. Swoop bike montage montage moving off boom, boom, boom. well at uh, least we got a very montage yeah, but it was really short you know yeah. two two things about this particular scene. like first off I I like you know seeing them on the swoop bikes and stuff mm-hmm. like that it, it, that's always the fun part of any Star Wars thing um, they did a great job of showing just how fast they were going with uh, Mandalorian's cape just mm-hmm. whipping back behind yep. him right. And this is where I have a critique on the special effects. Uh, you see that you see that cape just whipping back and forth. Then you look over at uh, Sidekick Dingleberry, <laughs> yeah. um, and his hair has either got the strongest product in the universe, yeah. or they just dropped the ball because his hair is not <laughs> moving. It's moving like a little bit. Like there's a soft breeze. Like, yeah. As soon as bit. they stop and he jumps off, I'm like, well, he doesn't look like he just traveled across the desert mm-hmm. at 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not his, at all. His hair is exactly the same. And even when they're whipping across the desert, it's exactly. I'm like, somebody should have put at least a blow dryer in that guy's face to make the hair blow back <laughs> a little bit. Something, anything, because it is stock still. So, yeah. But the rest of the effects are cool. <laughs> But the hair effects suck. No one will be happy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> first, that's my first real problem. Hair. Hair. The hair was not like, properly. But that damn hair. Um, they didn't do enough special effects on that hair. Space perms are hard, man. Okay. Just stay out of the water. They must be. Well, I've been out in, not in the desert, but my beard gets pretty mm-hmm. stiff when it gets weathered. Yeah. So. I have ridden motorcycles, and the second you get up over 30 miles an hour, whatever you have that's anywhere hanging off, it's going to go flying back, period. Yep. So yep. That, they were doing 100. Yep. Easy. 
There's no way. Yeah. There's no reason for that <laughs> hair to be that kind of soft. Yeah. It would just it bugged me. Sorry. Yep. Anyway. And, and and so then we go to um. Uh, they come up to a ridge and then they see something off in the distance. And Mandalorian goes. Well, Mando sees it. Mando and he's like, "There he goes." Like, what is that? They look over. What was it, Chad? It was a bantha and sand people, Tuscan Raiders. Right. Well, right. And then, so he, Mandalorian says, "Yo, go, go look at him." So he pulls out his his big old binoculars, goes up to the ridge, and peeks through, and you see the bantha, which again is another New Hope callback. It's mm-hmm. the big wooly uh, mammoth-looking thing that the uh, sand people ride on, and he. He acknowledges, like, oh, it's sand people, starts talking mad crap about him. Oh, the locals call him beast, whatever. And this was probably my favorite line of the show. And then you just hear the Mandalorian in the back, why don't you tell him yourself? And then just quick turnaround, and there they are. There's two of them standing right behind <laughs> yeah, him. Right. like, oh, crap, that's how they snuck up on Luke. Like, yep. <laughs> holy moly. Yeah. Um, and this was, I guess this was probably, like, the lore-building moment of the episode. Because every time we've seen the Tusken Raiders, they're savages, they're pillaging, they're doing all this crap. Um, but they're just standing there. Obviously, they recognize the Mandalorian. There's some kind of mutual mm-hmm. respect because they don't just come right out and start bashing them. They, and then he, you kind of see him. He goes into signing with them, and you can just kind of tell there's like a mutual. Mm-hmm. They're both feeling out kind of each other, um, and they end up bartering. And the Mandalorian's like, you know, they toss, toss him your binoculars. He's like, those are brand new. Yeah, but yeah, they, they, were. Was, they were bartering their passage across the, uh, their the land people's territory. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a, a cool in inclusion of the Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. sand people, because in that game, they kind of go into greater detail of who they are, why they're because in Knights of the Old Republic, you go to Tatooine, there's this evil corporation trying to remove the sand people and the sand people are trying to win back their lands and as you go out into the dune sea through the game the sand people will randomly attack you because they just chalk you up as being one of these corporate stooges or settlers invading on their land but then you can go to their encampment and kind of talk to them and help them and then like they're fine with you they're like you're not an intruder on our land you're respectful of us like we have no issue with you and i thought that was kind of cool that they showed that with them and the mandalorian and them signing and bartering like when they realize that you're not there to infringe on their lands or call them beasts, certain animals, and treat them like lesser humans, suddenly these wild savages can communicate and trade with you. And, and you're respecting that, yeah. that you're asking them to cross. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that kind of reminds me, too. I mean, of course, we. I'm kind of done ex- describing the show as a space western, even though it is. But it's nice, those little nods, because you see the the cowboys talking to the Native Americans, and, you know, mm-hmm. they can't communicate vocally, so they're signing basically what they can and so i don't know i thought that was I th- I, that scene was pretty cool i thought well when you when you have an episode called the gunslinger yeah i i instantly <laughs> i'm like oh we're gonna be full on might as well put a cowboy hat on mm-hmm. um kind of feel and uh, i think we kind of got it i think there's a lot of um yeah definitely a lot to that um who was the gunslinger by the way in this episode it couldn't have been the sidekick guy there's no way. no so they're definitely referring to the Mandalorian yeah. on this one. I, I, that's how I, that's I took I it. Too, yeah. yeah, I kind of think it, there's three levels of gunslingers. And well, like you have all seven. of them at a level. Yeah. You have, you know, you can almost, you know, kind of going off that uh, spaghetti western, you almost can break down to the good, the bad, and the ugly on this one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can have him going, the good is going to be um, the Mando. The ugly is going to be uh, Toro. And then the the bad is going to be Ming-Na. Because when you break it down, if you remember the good and bad and the ugly, it kind of goes in that kind of circular fashion. Yeah, because um, the bad was the sniper pretty much. Yep. And then the bad, bad yeah, and then the bad is the first one that gets popped. Mm-hmm. Differently from, obviously, this show, but kind of has that vibe and feel all the way through it. Um, but anyway... So we, we go off and we continue on and they run into a dewback, right? And the Again, dewback the Mando the Mando spots at first. Uh, uh, as, of course, because he's the Mando. Stop, go right. see what you're seeing, yeah. So yeah. and he sees a he sees uh, a body hanging on still getting dragged by a dewback. Um and so the Mando Mando does a creepy all the way up there. Well a dew crest. A dew crest. <laughs> a dew crest. <laughs> there you go. 
Trademark yeah. for the Bender Show. <laughs> he goes over and he kind of goes, okay, now it's another bounty hunter. Because oh, first uh, he's undercover. Undercover. Yeah. He's like, is it her? You know, hoping. Like we made it easy, right? No, it's another bounty bounty hunter. He's got rolls, a tracking fob on. Yeah, rolls him over, has a tracking fob, and all of a sudden the tracking fob is like beep, 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 he's like, beep, beep. Then he no, uh oh. She's close. She's close. Stands up and poing Ping. right off his armor. Right. Right in the best car. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and then he's like, gotta run, and he's like, get down, and, and he starts running. Charging back up the dune. Yep. And then you then that is when we get our first um I, I think, shot of her. My second favorite part of the episode is the second shot that she takes on him as he's he like dives over the crest of the dune and she pings him right in the kidney plate. Mm-hmm. Which, as a Mandalorian, I was always like, "Why do I have to wear this stupid kidney plate that connects to the cod?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm really glad we wear kidney plates. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a killer." Man. Yeah. Um, so we get her right. We 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 get our first. Side of her, and, her yeah. yeah, and um, and and he makes it over, and he's like, "What happened?" You know, he's like, "Oh, it was a, a sniper." And then, what? What do you remember? What rifle it was? I can't remember. It's a, he, he calls a rifle out. Yeah, it's a modified sniper rifle. I don't remember the name he gives it, um, but I thought it was interesting when you because they'll zoom in on her and kind of show the rifle as she's looking down the scope. Mm-hmm. And it's a very real world scope. It looks like a four times a cog with a magnifier and yep. then a red dot on top. I'm like, right. that's that's you know, you would go to a range right now and find that on someone, somebody's rifle. Mm-hmm. Someone brought their scope from home. And said, Pretty much, yeah. On here, we don't yeah. have time. To <laughs> like it was the, it was specifically the micro red dot being on top of the magnified optic. I'm like, that's like the hot craze in, in rifle scopes right now is having that red dot on top. And there it is in Star Wars. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Okay, there's one part when he uh, when he jumps over that and he's telling him we're gonna have to sit sit and wait here, and um, this is the part that cracked me up because I got such a flashback to one of the prequels, which is uh, the Mandalorian says she has the high ground. We're not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so clearly in the Star Wars universe, if you high have ground. the high yeah. ground, you are in the power position and, and or position of power and. No, you, if you know any better, you don't mess with that. Mm-hmm. You, you are going to win. So yeah, yeah. There's some other good dialogue there too. When he's like asking him about getting shot, he's like, "Yeah, hit me in the best car." And he's like, "I'm not wearing any best car." <laughs> and the Mandalorian's like, "Yeah." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they basically hunker down. Like we're gonna, we're gonna have to wait till night. We're 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 stuck here. Mm-hmm. She has a high ground. Mandalorian's got a plan. Yeah, he definitely has a plan. You have the first watch, yep. and then. Find out later he's just back against the swoop bike, taking a little nappy nap. Yeah. He had the first watch. He had the entire watch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he watched all he watched all, all day and <laughs> the night. Rest of like, all right, it's your turn. Hey, wake up. Then he start, you know, like he's and, going to. You know, because he's faceless, you can't tell if he's asleep or not. So He's like, hey, old man, or what? It, I forgot old what. And they pointed the gun at him. Yeah. And he's like. Pretending to draw and take yeah. shots. And you're just like, is this kid going to get the drop on the Mandalorian? And then out of nowhere, you just hear him, are you done? Like, <laughs> he'd been awake the oh, entire oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm done. And, and <laughs> oh, man. Great, great dialogue. I, I love that. It, it, yeah. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. That kid's an going, idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> kids yeah. bugs me. So then now we get the plan, the Mandalorian's plan. We're going to, he's like, tell the guy, get on your bike, go in that direction as quick as you can. He's like, what? That's your plan kind of thing? He's like, well, then he shows him basically kind of a flash. Um, I forgot what he called it, but it's basically kind of a big. Um, a little flare gun with flare, a yeah. flash bang on it. Right. And he, and he basically says, look, between us going fast, we're going to alternate. It'll blind any scope for a couple seconds. And this is our only chance. A chance is like, hey, you asked for this, so you got to be ready for it. Like, this is, we're here because of you. So buck up, man up. This is what we got to do now. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So she, you know, he, they jump on the bike, and they go. We pan to her, and she sees them coming in the scope. Then we see the, uh, does she take a shot? She takes a couple shots. Yeah, and then he finally throws up the flare. And then... <laughs> This is one thing I always like. I, I don't know why they do it, but you know, it goes up, bright flare, 
you know, it it washes out her scope, her her vice, and what is the first thing she does? Rips off her helmet, like, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> why? I, I don't know. I, I've never had a, a night vision on, and oh, it, it 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 blinding and painful and hurts. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I got to ask you because I have no clue. I always think it's an overreaction and more of a of a device to get her to take her head off so I can see her face. I mean, it's just like. It's it's a distraction device because like have you ever been flashlighted really quickly in the mm-hmm. face like you close your eyes and you look away and you're like oh my head like that that hurt a little and just magnify that by thousands and and seeing spots yeah it's something you just it's a natural reaction to look away and kind of take you off and she's like oh dang it like mm-hmm. all right see there we go and um, <laughs> I didn't know that um, and so. She's taking shots, and he's doing that. Um, well, they take turns. Yeah. But then we get to see the, how rookie this rookie is. Is He uh, just completely drops the ball on his second uh, mm-hmm. flare and hits the ground. Right. Doesn't go anywhere. Nope. And, and then, then what happens because of that? Boom. Shot to the swoop bike. Mandalorian swoop bike. Shot out from underneath. Go flying. Of yeah. the rookie. Yeah. Um, he lands, and, and um, so... He gets up out of the roll. Right. And he gets up and does his flare, though, right. so that the rookie can get all the way to yeah. her. Yeah. And he, what does he get on top of it? Another shot to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> Squared up. Boom. And you're like, man, thank God for that best car, right? Best car is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's honing in on the Mando. The Mando. He's on the ground now. Right. She's about to take a shot right up into his neck through the, through the bucket right, right. right there. And then... The, the the classic move that we're getting a lot of in the show, sneaky sneak behind. The only thing this guy did right. Yeah. And only <laughs> barely. The only, yeah. And he had the high ground. He had the high ground yeah. for a minute and then so, he gave it up. Right. So <laughs> she, you know, he's like, oh, I got you, blah, 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 kind of, you know, being cocky. She turns around, disarms him, and begins. She kicks his ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kicking and is ass. beating him. <laughs> and then, what do we get again? We all knew we were going to see her do some of that. Oh, yeah, of I mean, course. Of course. Yeah. She and does it on Agents of the Shield all, all the, the time. time so. Yeah. Um, and then w- we get it again. The sneaky sneak in Samando this time going, oh, yeah, good distraction. So they they capture their bounty. And then he's like, you know, put, your binder, put the binders on. And then this is where the guy... Starts monologuing. I'm like, oh, you are. I get why you're irritated, the guy. He's so dumb. I should really thank you. You're my ticket into the guild. Nobody cares. cares, Have you not picked up on that? Nobody cares. And even before that, we get from her just a little snippet that is like the prick that begins the the fissure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where she looks at the Mandalorian, he, he tosses her the binders, cuff yourself. She yeah. looks at him. Right. And uh, I can't remember the name of the planet, but we... Navarro. Navarro. We finally get the we name. We finally got the yep. name. Yep. And uh, she met, she mentions Navarro and is like, oh, you must have made it out. Like, she knew, she knew what's up. She knew there was mm-hmm. a big fight. Mm-hmm. She knew the Mandalorians were there. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of prying away, like, are you that one? Are mm-hmm. you the one that's wanted? Mm-hmm. And he just... I mean, you can tell through the helmet that he's just not acknowledging it mm-hmm. at all and uh, just walks off. But mm-hmm. that, that was all it took. Mm-hmm. That, that was, and that was going to get there. Um, then we, we get that where he goes, okay, now, hey, what are we going to do now? Okay. Because she goes, yeah, swoop bike. He's like, well, we could just drag you. Um, and he goes, well, why don't you go ahead and go get that do back? And then. I'll watch her. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, again, being a moron. Oh, so you can take my bounty, dude. <sighs> but we do get that classic, that classic Boba Fett line, that she's no good to us, dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he goes, fine. I'll go get her. Don't don't let her near near the swoop bike. I'll go get the do that. Yeah. Um, and then that's when he goes, delivers the. She's no good to us, dead. So he. So now we get a, 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 another departure from what the majority of we've seen the season through. His eyes. We get that story arc where it has just the dummy, the ugly, and I'm going to go with the ugly and the bad. And he's and she goes, "You don't even know what you got. You don't know what you're doing. Like, hey, I can if you let me go, 
Uh, you can take my money. Yeah. I can pay you take double. Me to, yeah. A little more fanboy service. Yeah. She mentions another spaceport. Take me to Moss Espa and I'll pay mm-hmm. you double what my bounty is. Yep. He's like, it's not about me. It's not about money. Not rather, about it's about getting into the guild. <laughs> Trust fund kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned earlier, like I, I'm stop. I'm stopping myself calling these space westerns. But then the three ten Yuma, he's negotiating his. You know, it's like, well, I could give you more money than it's on my head. Right. You know? Yeah. He's like, no, it's about reputation. It's about because clearly the guy has like trust fund. It's he just wants a money. Yeah, he wants a name. Social status. Exactly. Facebook likes. Yeah, but then <laughs> she she talks him into well. Yeah, oh, she, you went to prestige. What's yeah? Like imagine if now there she tells him a story of what happened on the bar, you know, and she's like, if you want prestige, imagine taking that. You will be a legend among the guild. And so she knows how to pry. She can tell pretty quick he's a moron, and I know how to get to him exactly. It's all about his pride. It's all about what he his name and whatnot, and be legendary. So. He's like, okay, and you can see him thinking, oh, okay, is that well, she guy? She brings up the fact that uh, he he it was it's being said that he left with a high value target, and some right. people are even calling it a child. And then that yeah. is when the light goes off. He's like, it is that guy, yeah, because he's him. seen the child already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before they left on the mission, the, uh, Pele was out there holding mm-hmm. holding Tiny, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy Toro saw the saw the. The little thing, I you know, they made it a point to show that he looked at it and mm-hmm. thought about Tiny and goes, hmm, what is that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's when when she mentions that, when uh, Fennec mentions the uh, child as a vi- high-value target, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is definitely the dude. So, yep, 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 yep. So he makes that decision, okay. But the one thing that he does intelligently, he goes up and is like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release you. And then he goes, nope, shoots her. Point, point. Gut shot. shot. And he's like, you know, you're right. Good advice. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. And he... Because he knew she would have killed him when yep. she had the chance. Yep. So he, he, he's not... He's not... He had a moment of intelligence. Yeah, two moments. Two in the, in the entire thing. Um, so then we cut back to Mandalorian coming back on the dewback. And he rides up and sees the body on the ground. He's like, hmm... All right. Oh, he knows. He knows automatically because then we go quickly. He makes his way back to Mos Eisley, walks into the hangar. Well, the Supike is sitting out there. Well, yeah. So he knows that, that Toro made it back. Yeah. And, and, and it's he, nighttime now, too. So. Right. And um, he's got Blaster and he's coming out. Blaster in hand. Yep. And Toro comes out and he has Tiny. Um,. And what's her and Pele. And Pele. Pele. Pele in front of him, yeah. tiny and arm. Right, basically okay. doing the classic hostage scenario. Um, and says, hey, you know. You're a traitor. I'm yeah. taking you in. You're a guild traitor. Thank you. Yeah, basically, again, arms everything, up. everything about prestige, prestige. And then he's like, arms up. Drop your gun. Yeah. Kick it over the whole, you know, classic disarm. You put your hands up. Um, tells Pele, go put the binders on him. As his hands are up, and then he is walking up. He has that flash in his hand. Yeah, Toro's monologuing. Yes, yeah. he's an idiot. He's a moron. And then she goes up and says, "You're smarter than you look." I'm like, "Well, yeah." Um, then he throws it Boom. Yeah, from the low ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> First successful Sorry. low ground attack in Star Wars. <laughs> Take that, Anakin. <laughs> Suck it. You needed a flashbang. Oh, <laughs> you needed. Um, so you know it goes off, blinds him. Yeah, and he starts wildly firing to where he was. Mandalorian obviously flanks him, picks up his blaster, and boom, ding! One shot. One shot. Down he goes. He's holding Tiny, so he's the gunslinger. Yep, there you go. Um, holding Tiny falls over. They running over. They come running over. Both uh, Mando and Pele. They come over, um, and Tiny's not there. So they kind of worry, like, where do you go? Where do you go? And Tiny went and hid. And so he comes back. I was like, oh, he's... peeks around the corner, yeah. looking just so cute. Okay? Oh and then God. she picks him up. Like, oh, we're okay. And then that little baby toothy smile. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> You guys see that meme with? I, I think I showed you, but it was a meme with um, uh, Star Lord, uh, 
Chris Pratt from from uh, Parks and Rec, and that one where he has that like oh, oh face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it says the first time you see Tiny, and he's making that like oh face. Then the b- below, it's the same picture. The eight thousand two hundred ninety six time you've seen Tiny, he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say my favorite Guardians <laughs> meme for Tiny is when they're saying I would burn Baby Groot just to keep Baby t- Baby <laughs> oh, warm. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Um. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, poor Groot. Oh, man. I, I am Groot. Um, and then, so uh, that's pretty much it. She um, um, goes, well, well, you didn't get paid, did you? Walks over, pulls trust fund, baby's trust fund yep. right off his belt. And yeah. goes, boom. Is this good? And just dumps out. Just You see bar. You're like, yeah, you, you, falling there, out of her there, hand. There's no way to know what value this money is, but just from seeing the amount and the size and the color and her reaction, you're like, that was a, a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And like, falling out of her hand on top yeah, of it, too. Like, yeah. Here you go. And then this is when you have that, then we have that flip-flop, like, okay, money, money, money. He has a moment to keep it. And you're like, yeah, here you go. Well, she's going to be quiet about it now, too. Well, That's also yeah. the implied Again, thing. the fourth um, strong female that he puts trust in, mm-hmm. or at least some kind of, mm-hmm. uh, not respect, but kind of like... Well, I mean, there were two this episode, because obviously he had that fear and trust of Ming Na's character. When well, he, he knew was, about her. Yeah, he was, saw the bounty, got up and walked away. Yeah, like, nope, he was nope, like, I ain't touching nope. that. She's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, would have three times over if not for the best That car. Baskar. That pesky Baskar. Um, but anyway, so there, and that's pretty much they it. fly off yeah. and uh, they dispose of it. Yeah, Beggars Canyon. And Beggars Canyon. You, you, yeah, like you can't hear the pit droids what they're saying, but you can tell they're like looking at Paley, like, "What do we do with this?" And she's like, "I don't know. Take it to Beggars Canyon, which <laughs> yeah. is another drop of fan service." Yep. yep. And we're talking about Toro's body, is who we're talking. Mm-hmm. About. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then a cliffhanger, not really a cliffhanger of a scene, but well, just a little well, credit scene kind of scene. Okay. It's like a shin down shot of where Ming-Na's character is hunched over. No, may, maybe may dead. Maybe dead. dead maybe on alive. Side, who, who we don't know. Gut shots take a while. Yeah. And, and you hear, and, and the one thing that comes in white, bright and clear. Cling. Cling. Yeah. And you're like, those are. Hmm. Who in spurs. Star Wars yeah. has worn spurs before? Yeah. Goes to bend down and black. Yep. Yeah. End. First real cliffhanger. They wear a cape. End. Yeah. Wherever it is. So go, go out, out. Chad, we talked about it right before. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and give the give the theory that we kind of all kind of went with here. So the predominant theory is that it's Boba Fett. And the reason why is because in the... Original test footage, and then even in Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett's character wore spurs. And when you watch the Empire Strikes Back, and they're on, they're in the carbonite chamber, and he walks up behind Vader, you can hear the spurs in the sound. In the dinner room, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Dave Filoni's already come out and said, no, there's no Boba Fett. These are all new characters. Not that he would have come out and said, yeah, Boba Fett's going to be in this Watch My Show, because mm-hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't pander like that. Um, but what he does have a history of is pulling from the expanded universe that's now Disney's Legends and bringing it back into Disney canon. And from the Legends aspect, there was a character who was a bounty hunter who donned Mandalorian armor in the same color characteristics of Boba Fett because he wanted people to mistake him as Boba Fett. He he wanted that prestige, that fear, because he was a crappy bounty hunter and he wanted people to think he was the best and fear him and pay him and... So, this might also be that character whose name is Jodo Cast. Mm-hmm. So, that, uh, and I agreed with that. Uh, I'm thinking it has to be in that vein, right? It ha- it's not or it's, both that. I, I, it's, a, of, it's a random character and they just have spurs because it's a spaghetti be. western. It could be. And it could be that too. Um, I, I, I kind of think I'd, I'd, I'll get mad if Boba Fett pops on the screen. Yeah. We don't need I'm Boba Fett I'm going to get show. annoyed. I, I will get annoyed. Uh, I never thought I'd say that, but I am. Yeah. Does um, it look like he was, that whoever was was wearing all black? Yep. Too. Yeah. Mean, it looked like black, uh, almost knee-high boots yeah. that mm-hmm. they were wearing. They just looked like leather boots, yeah. too. It wasn't look like any kind of armor or anything You know like who it could have been? Who? who um, Moff Gideon. Maybe. Could be. What's he doing? Because obviously, I know. Uh, we know from the bounty... She worked for crime lords yep. and bad people. Yep. 
taking out new Republic officials yep. and her bounty was alive, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it was a new Republic bounty. could be somebody who wanted her mm-hmm. services and, well, like, she's not coming and she's going to work for me, so yeah. go bring her in. And the Empire is known to have high, high... Uh, Level? Well, high level, high reputation bounty hunters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Work for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, until we know, we're going to be guessing. Um, and that's the only part of this whole episode or, or chapter to me that says, like, we're building story. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's still a long way to go to get that Yeah. last 10 seconds of a, she's going to, she's probably going to get pulled into this more. Because mm-hmm. I, I was having a hard, I, when I saw her get blasted, I was like, Really? They brought her in for, well, stranger things have happened mm-hmm. with, with the show. and um, But then, you know, like like IG-11, she's going to be resurrected from the dead. And show up again, so. Her conscience <laughs> is going to go into the next <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I have to commend your, your, your stubborn persistence with the IG-11. Um, IG Finnick. Yeah. So then, and then um, with that, we're going to move on to... Um, I don't even know if we want to do predictions because at this point we're kind of like, where are we going to go? Well, I was going to say before that was kind of the Mando minute, and then we also got Ask Chad. Oh, I know, but, but I, I want to cover that the prediction. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and then it's like nothing happened this episode to really change the predictions we had from the last time. <clears throat> I agree. I know what didn't happen this episode. What? I, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, Chad. No flamethrower this time. Oh, oh you're right. I yeah. saw it at the end. I was like, oh. Chad's going to be sad. He's been so happy about the flamethrower. Didn't even time. notice. Yeah, or no Mando kill. Of the, of no the, Mando kill. Yeah. He, he, he didn't. Well, well no. Oh, he, no. I, that zero. Mando kill well, was one. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. One Mando kill. If I had to spend another 30 seconds listening to him talk, I was going to have to delete Disney Plus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, but that damn Toro guy just killed it. Yeah, he killed I agree. He was definitely the weakest. Not I wouldn't say the weakest character of the episode, but so far of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Glad he's dead. I don't know if it was just the actor and the way he was. Um, just His character just took me out of the element with this show. Mm. Pretty quick. It, it like As soon as he stood up and talked, I'm like, okay, we're not in Star Wars anymore. Mm-hmm. This is unenjoyable. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it wasn't unen- like. No, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. I and I'm trying to figure out like three times. Oh yeah, I mean I'm going to watch it again and again and again. Yeah. But and and I'm trying to figure out why, you know. But I, I don't even know if it's worth the analysis to figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? all just the way he did dialogue, I guess. Because I mean, you could be upset. You know, this guy says he's a bounty hunter and his clothes are brand new and spotless, but he's trust fund baby. Everything he has is new. Like he probably went to space freaking Rodeo Drive and just bought all that crap on dad's space credit card and he's never worn it before. Mm-hmm. So like that, I'm like, okay, I can look past that, but. And just yeah. at the cantina because a legend of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he can't take down this bounty alone. He's like, well, some bounty hunter is going to walk in and I can beg him to come help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the collective thought is we all hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad we can agree on yeah. something. Yeah. And I'll, you know, and I will say though, this was probably so far, and not complaining because, but this is probably the the weakest episode, yeah, of the series. I think we yeah, can all still, agree on that. But, but still good. enjoyable. I mean, this was. We did get some valuable information. I mean, the fact that it's been bugging us that we didn't know what the name of the planet was that he was on before, and we finally got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when she said Navarro first, I was thinking, what does she know him about? as? It was. Was that Someplace where the purge else. was, or mm-hmm. the exactly? You know, that's what I was thinking. Then too. it goes back to oh, that's where the you know where we started the the show, well, the yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that was cool to, to to get that bit of information. So and then you know seeing the old, the old quote unquote mm-hmm. the old uh, Tatooine. And yeah, the, the old the, the um, That's why I kind of figured this was the last show, the last show that was filmed because they're like, oh, we haven't mentioned the planet yet. Let's throw it in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows. But it was nice to nice to know little mm-hmm. little things. I agree, I agree. And then we did get good visual. And then if you're a fan of um, westerns, no, like a western, like full on full mm-hmm. tilt, no I'm, no way I, around it. I am also glad we got to see the the Razor Crest do some fighting. Yep, so. I agree. I agree. Clearly, I agree. much stronger blasters than that other guy had. Because <laughs> all it took was one shot to yep. wreck him, and then you know he was taking shots left and right. Yep. So that was fun to see. 
So not, I agree. Not, not I an agree. entire waste for no. sure. Just that one guy, man. I can't believe that one character could just. Because there are lots of good parts of the, in this mm-hmm. in this chapter. I mean, you know, the swoop bikes, the seeing the 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 old uh, hangers and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and seeing the new character, the new female character, uh, the mechanic, new bags, that kind of stuff. The scene that, yeah, the, I mean, there's lots of stuff that it, you should be happy about, but mm-hmm. man, this one guy just really. <laughs> 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 no, no, I was laughing. I was going back to that Family Guy episode because at the beginning when he's getting chased, and I'm I'm thinking like he's hitting all the switches and everything and doing all this stuff, and then. It's like all he was doing was like Peter Griffin's like, oh, I, I know some maneuvers. I'll lays to the left. And he's just kind of just going straight. <laughs> he's hitting all these switches and stuff. But then it pulls a Top Gun brake break maneuver. Yep. Right. Yeah. In space. <laughs> so then um, we'll go ahead and move on to the Mando Minute. And then, Chad, do you have anything? Uh, we already kind of talked about it in the episode. But in the Mandalorian marks, there's three different levels of armor you can have. You can have a heavy which would be like the heavy infantry infantry Mandalorian from the third one. You can have a medium, which is more of what the Mandalorian's character is. And you have a a light, which is Boba Fett, where he's got very minimal plates, doesn't have any, like the only ones from his waist down are his knees. On uh, the Mandalorian, he's got the thighs, the shins. On the heavy, he's got extra bicep plates. Like he's fully, fully Mm -hmm. encased. Um, But through all three of them, you must have kidney plates as a requirement for all three. And this episode clearly shows you why, because <laughs> apparently that's where people aim. Because man, that would have he he would have been dead. <laughs> so quick, quick complaining when you're building your kits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kidney plates there for a reason, people. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna switch over to Instagram with the ask ask Chad portion. Of yeah. It now. So I posted this post says ask Chad, and yes, that is Chad in his Mando. That, that is outfit. the Mandalorian. Yeah. That is a great Mandalorian yeah. protector. That is super awesome. Outfit, so what I wrote, and That's you great. can do, you can ask questions anytime on this post uh, throughout, well, whenever. But yeah. do you have any questions about the Mandalorian history, lore, costumes, or anything? Well, ask Chad. And you know what? We got three questions. So this one from Udi's other podcast. This would probably be from Mark. He asked, "Do you like Boba Fett?" I mean, I mean of course, I love Boba Fett. <laughs> Yeah, we all do. That's I mean, that's what got us all. He's the original. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can give you a little bit of a history. I mean, there was Mark. Not... Mark is not a fan of Boba Fett, and he was like, "If they ever make a Boba Fett movie, I'm never going to go see it." I'm yeah, people like, always yeah. like, "Well, he's the poor man's Rocketeer." Blah blah blah. But I'm like, as a kid, there was nothing cooler than seeing him be standoffish in the corner with the T visor, just watching crap go down in Jabba's palace. And then in the special edition, they add in all those dancers just like fawning over him. You're like. What would be better than to have this just bad A armor? You're like the walk of the walk. All these, like, creepy alien women are all over you. Like, this dude is it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Yeah. I, like I said, I think, I, you know, we all love Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, he's the reason why we got the Mandalorian. Yeah. So. Yeah, love him or hate him. He he started something that you're all appreciative of. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one show. And other question, this is from Fernando Strikes Back. And he goes, I, uh, he's actually uh, leaving today. I want to piggyback off your question. How do the different Boba Fetts know who is who? I guess he's meaning Mandalorians. Uh, seriously, I had no idea Mando Merc is a thing. It's pretty awesome. Looking forward to learning more about it. Mm. So I guess we'll just kind of go to the how do, how do they know who's who? Well, for the... Specific Mandalorians, they would know who they are based on the paint scheme and color of their kit because no, no two kits ever really look alike. Um, if he's asking how do the multiple Boba Fetts who costume at events know each other, is face characters are limited to one per event. So if it's like a 501st event at like a Star Wars night at a baseball game, you'll only ever see one Boba Fett out at a time. There could be three there in costumes, and they might trade off who's wearing it and when, but you'll never see two standing next to each other because there's only one Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good answer. And one more from Disney Plus The Fuss. Uh, is Beskar Steel only found on Mandalore? Yes. And residuals on its moon, Concordia. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, chiming, or not chiming in, but uh, asking questions. And, yeah, this is the thing we'll be doing every episode now, so... If you have any questions about anything Mandalorian-related, ask Chad. Good That's job, Chad. me. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> and uh, I'm, we haven't figured it out, but I'll let everybody know. Uh, Joe and I will be at Disney Parks. We will be on Batuu uh, for 
which Joe is wearing a shirt right now. Um, Thank you, Neverland Trading. Yep. For the next episode. So we haven't quite figured out how we're going to do it yet, but we're not going to. It may come out a little bit later. We don't know yet, but just giving you a heads up because we're not going to be in town. I will be watching the latest episode parked up on Batu on my phone. <laughs> um, but yeah. Then, then episode seven got bumped to the Wednesday before. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Do you? And I'm just wondering because a lot of people are wondering: Is there a tie? Do you think there's going to be a tie-in? I no. hope or, not. I hope not. Or it's just they're trying to focus. No, on and, and there there really shouldn't be. I want the Mandalorian show to stand on its own and not be some silly plug-in for Episode Nine. I agree. That would totally just yeah. I would take take away a lot of what the show well, is. Well, 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 well. What I think is just because they don't want to interfere anything like because they want people watching yeah, the movie. Don't don't stay that. at home waiting for Disney Plus to upload Thursday night and yeah, Friday. Go in the watch weekend. the movie. We'll upload it early so you can watch it and then go see our movie a million times yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, that's probably yeah. more fair with a hundred-year-old baby tiny in the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine's ghost thinks he's got it all, and Ray and Ben are dueling it out, and he's just ha ha ha. And then you hear, "I thought I was gone, did you?" And Baby Yoda. <laughs> I've been hiding on Navarro. Oh. <laughs> I got. I hope not. All right, <laughs> Derek, where can they find you? On Instagram at tattoo art by underscore Derek D E R E K. Chad. Find me at the show. And? Ask questions. Mando Merck, no? Oh, yeah, you can message me on the Mandalorian Merck's Facebook page, and I will respond to you. We did have a good time last time. Yeah, we were there. (laughs) We looked at the clock, and it was like... Dude, six thirty. I didn't know you were going to break out in the spread. I mean, like, as (laughs) I move in Turkey over, I'm like, oh, he's smoking. Oh, we're going to be here, man. Yeah. Well, we started off watching episode four again. Then Mandalorian's feast, we feast. Yeah. (laughs) Then we went all the way. We watched one, two, three, four. And a new hope. And then a new hope. I'm like, we've been here a minute. And oh, we made it through Return of the Jedi by the end of the night and then started Rebels. <laughs> oh, man, if we didn't have to work. And do, whew, I, I take back everything bad I said about Rebels being such a kid show because straight up beheading people, like sucking stormtroopers out in the vacuum of space. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is not a kid's show. You like, forgot about that, did you? Yeah. Okay. Double taps, headshots, everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, they're stunning all these stormtroopers. Ezra's got this stupid, <laughs> stupid energy, like, wrist rocket thing. And then, then Tarkin shows up, and first thing he does is straight up cut two dudes' heads off. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right, and then, Joe, where can they find you? Of course, running the socials on the Mando show. Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, Disney Universe, and that's on uh, everything else. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Now, you can find me on all of my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all Hacks Goalie. And then you can find me on my other show, Leaving Today Podcast. I, I do want to say one thing real quick. Uh, there is a lot of Mando uh, reaction episodes. Oh so, I just want to thank everybody who's listening and inter- interacting with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really means a lot. I showed Udi our numbers. And, our climbing. In the last up, three yeah. weeks, we've actually been climbing. Uh, we doubled. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening yeah. interacting. There's a lot of shows you can listen to. We're, we take pride in having an actual Mandalorian with us. So, of course, yeah. you know, that's a nice little pleasure. This is add. the way. This yeah. is the way. This so, thank you, way. everybody. Yeah. So, thank you, and this is the way. Oh, that's all